The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello world and welcome to Black Mental Matters episode number 29. I'm Vince The Voice along with Makiba Reed Johnson. We work to eradicate the stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. We thank you so much and first of all want to pray and hope everyone's okay during this pandemic it is just ooh, something else huh and uh, we've got some past shows if you look into the library of archives uh, that talk about you know how to deal with uh, depression up in your household or uh, how to maintain your mental health during this COVID-19 pandemic and encourage you if we can help reach out to us. We're going to give you some hope today because another mission of ours is to encourage more young people to get into the field of mental health as a career. And Makiba is just tickle pink as we interview one of her past mentees, students who has gone on and is continuing her pursuit to help as many as she can, uh, Miss Asia Jones. And hopefully you'll enjoy this program and we just thank you and pray for you. This is it right now. It's Black Mental Matters. It's Black Mental Matters. How you doing, everyone? It's Vince the Voice along with Makiba Reed Johnson MRJ. How you doing? Doing pretty good, Vince. Are you How about ex- yourself? Are you excited like that? <laughs> you know, I just sometimes I fake it till I make it. You know, when well, the crowd is going crazy, they're so glad to hear from you again, Makiba. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're doing okay. We're all again in the midst of this uh, super duper. Oh, I, I even say it in a, uh, what COVID nineteen coronavirus, and I uh, yes. hope everybody out there is doing okay. You know, I know you, you and your family's well, right? You're doing, you're safe right oh, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are holding down the fort. Yeah. How about how about over there with with you guys? You guys are okay? Yeah, we're doing okay. Just eating too much, uh, <laughs> you know, and and, and monitoring each other's too much. Uh, did you eat that last cookie? Girl, you know we ain't kind of more <laughs> talk about mental matters. <laughs> right. So, but 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 in reality, you know, this program today, that's as a result of all this, and we don't know how much longer we may be living this reality of being uh, isolated and social distance and things that it's going to increase the need for mental health awareness, advocacy, all those kinds of things. What do you think, Makiba? No, yeah, you're absolutely right. This what we're undergoing now is it, actually making people realize how much they need to have some type of support system for their mental health, whether they were already experiencing mental health issues before or this isolation and the financial problems that now people are having not not being able to go to work if that's exacerbating them some people are now home and unhealthy atmospheres and in their home environment is not conducive to their mental health so it, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be worse after we we come out of this unfortunately and I would encourage everybody to kind of if uh, if you will go to any of uh, the uh, podcast platforms uh, we've done programs uh, the, the past program you know on how to deal with it in the house right now during this particular time and uh, supporting those who have some mental health issues during this time because it's 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 real in the field right it's real Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. People just need to be more cognizant of not only how they're taking care of themselves, but how 
you are responding and reacting to the people that you're quarantined with. I mean, people just really need to be self-aware right now. Mm-hmm. Now, also the revelation, though, has come to me finally, and you know how he is. Hey, it's going to be opportunity time coming up. Uh, yes, it's down, um, and, and we hate being in this situation, but there's going to be some great, great opportunities presented as this thing, uh, fleshes itself out. And one of those opportunities, I believe, and I, I would dare say, uh, you too, is that there's going to be opportunities for people in this mental health arena to really be able to use their talents and, uh, and, and help others. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this might help move that needle a little bit more to address that disparity of the number of especially African-American professionals that are out there in psychiatry and psychology and the growing number of black Americans that need mental health support that aren't that aren't getting it. And also the importance of having a a therapist that looks like you and understands your background and is able to relate to the things that you're going through culturally. Well, I know then that this uh, episode right now is very important to you because one of your former, would, would I, how would I, I, I know, how, how would I do say, is it was a mentee, she was just somebody you fell in love with and then she's so has, precious. she's so precious. I'm, I'm gonna ask her to come online. Come online, everybody. We want you to introduce to you right now, without further ado, Miss Asia Jones of Asia Jones Productions. Oh. Hey, Asia. Hi, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Look, Pretty McKe- good. McKeeba's crying and everything. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hold back my tears as well. <laughs> so, so McKeeba uh, or, or Asia, but whichever, I mean, t- tell everyone this wonderful story of how you two even came to uh, have this great relationship of just tears and love and beauty and all that good stuff. <laughs> I gotta go first, Asia. I'm sorry. I okay, okay. To, you know, I'm the hype man over here. I've got to just, just just build you up because I just think you're so amazing. So I met Asia when I was at Selman College. I was an advisor over a peer support group called Peppers, and they offered mental health advocacy and awareness on campus. And that's where I met Asia. She was a member in that organization and Asia blew me away hmm. with her level of advocacy and awareness and the work she was doing on campus and her story that she was so courageous to share and to tell other students and she was doing so much work with not just within the, the student organization but with talking to students, getting students resources, pointing students in the direction of where they needed help, especially when you're dealing with academics. I think this was what was so important for my end as an advisor and and as a professor, too, because higher ed is structured to be stressful. So you are sort of fighting the thing that you're already sort of promoting and supporting, which is higher ed, and you're having to navigate those academic waters to help people because the number of students that are dealing with mental health issues across campus, that's one thing. And then you have these little advocates that are on campus that are not just you know pointing the way, but are sticking with it and making a difference and choosing a career path in it as well. So not only was Asia an advocate, but she was a campus superstar 
because she had <laughs> finished. You did. She went and she finished school and she continued on. She had these, I, I always talk about this, these pins that she created, these Black Mental Health Matters pins. And I think I used to get them in, in maroon and baby blue at the end of every semester and I would give them to mm-hmm. all the students. And that would help spark and ignite that dialogue of, hey, you know, this is what this is about and it's okay to talk about your mental health. So Asia has just been so instrumental wow. in pushing this dialogue forward and creating space for people to feel comfortable talking about their mental health. That's why I'm so I'm just honored to now be on the phone with her and to talk about the great things that she's doing. Wow, hey, Asia. Asia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Asia of Asia Jones Productions and uh, so 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 it began for you there at uh, Spelman. T- talk about your journey, Asia, because now what now uh, what are you going for your PhD? But uh, let, let me not get ahead of myself. Talk, talk about your journey, Asia, and what as a young person got you uh, excited about this whole world of of mental health and awareness and advocacy, and now mm-hmm. as a professional. My journey first started um, after high school. I wanted to go to an instrumental music college. So I uh, got into filming. And there was, um, so where I grew up at in New York, it was a predominantly black neighbor- and Hispanic neighborhood. The majority um, was Indian Hispanic. However, we, our town is in a predominantly white county. And we noticed as students how the other um, districts and other schools had more resources or like mm-hmm. guidance counseling. They had psychologists in the school. Meanwhile, for our school, we lacked those resources. So the, got the school psychologist was fired. There was a lot of other things going on in the community. And plus of us being majority Hispanic and Caribbean in the culture, it's that mental health was not a, a common discussion. Right, right. So a lot of, I saw a lot of my peers for myself who was trying to find a lot of, we were using a lot of negative global mechanisms to go to try to handle what was happening around us, whether it was using excessive violence, whether it's substance use. Seeing how my myself and my peers at the house were depleting, once I was graduating high school, I was like, you know, this is something that I would want to change. And the idea really came when I was finally able to go see my own psychologist my senior year. And she happened to be a black woman. And me um, being in the room with her and her being able to, her being being able to help me explore what was discomforting to me every day, I was, I feel kind of regretful because in my head, I was like, you know, I wish my other friends had the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so was this a psychologist that was at your school or this was a psychologist that you were seeing uh, privately? So this was a psychologist that I was seeing outside of the school. It was in the community, but it was outside of the school. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Do, do you mind me asking? I mean, what what was it that made you, uh, uh, you know, to go see a psychologist at that time? So at that time, um, it was uh, I was going through um, a traumatic experience that okay. happened when I was fifteen, and um, after the traumatic experience, I started noticing that I was changing in a way, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to explain the change. Mm-hmm. So to everyone else, it seemed like I was being very withdrawn, I was moody, mm-hmm. but then, and then I couldn't get any sleep, I had nightmares every night. Oh. And I could, yeah, so at, at, at the time, it was scary because I didn't know how to explain it. And like I would be in classrooms to get my body to feel like I'm elsewhere, but I couldn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to tell anyone that because I didn't want to seem like 
quote unquote crazy to certain people. When I finally went to go to the um, the therapist, she was like, oh, like, you're doing all this show. I was like, you meet the criteria for social anxiety, PTSD, depression. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 you know, like the light bulb went out. And then when I was doing my own research, and that's when I tried to get an understanding of what was going on with my mind. And it made me feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin. Whoa. And it made me think also, like, you know, how many or other peers may have something similar, but because we don't have those resources or don't have these discussions, they may never know. Wow. Bravo to you, Asia, for you Absolutely. Know, Absolutely. Like you say, you're not alone. Me and Makiba, we had our issues, and we still do, you know, that we deal with. And that's part of the mm-hmm. reason for this Black Mental Matters podcast, to let people know that, 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 that you're not alone when you go through these traumatic uh, situations. But my hat's off to you that as a youngster, you went on and, and, and went on to go get some help and wasn't worried about it. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, it was a tough time, you know, it's, it was tough trying to admit to yourself that, okay, something is odd here, I need to go seek that help. Because again, like in that community, it's more so, okay, like, well, you're part of this culture, you should be able to handle this on your own. Yes. You know, right. yeah. Yeah. With very, a strong woman, yeah. mentality, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what, what, was that the turning point, Asia, where where it clicked for you that, okay, this is something that I want to major in 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 school and college, and I mm-hmm. want to make a difference? Awesome. Yes, yes, because not only was that the same year, my senior year, when I went to go see counseling for the first time, but it was also the year that I happened to take a college-credited psychology course at school. Wow. And I, I just loved the course. Like, I was acing all the quizzes and all the tests, but I was literally, like, in tune with the topics and the subjects. And I was like, you know, this is something I could really combine it to. And I could really, I could see myself doing this moving forward. And at first I was getting discouraged because they have, they have like an image of psychology majors as them not being able to make any money or them not right. being well off after graduating. But I, I just say to myself, you know, if I really see myself being a therapist for other black and Hispanic kids, this is something I need to, I need to, I need to pursue. Absolutely. And what you did, Asia, is you, you're, you're underscoring what this entire topic is. It's about because you saw someone who you could relate to at an mm-hmm. early age when you needed mm-hmm. it, that's what sparked something inside of you to say, hey, this is something that I want to do you know, as a career and I want to make an impact in the world. If you if you had not had that experience, you probably wouldn't be where you are right now. And so many young people of color never get the therapy that they need. And they're you know when they get into school, their whole mental health journey is well. Hey, you need to deal with this so you can finish college, so you can go make a lot of money doing X, Y, and Z. That's gonna make your family proud. And then exactly. that whole thing of what they're dealing with is just kind of covered up. Yeah. Hmm. I'm uh, here looking at uh, your website and, and we're going to uh, take take just a short pause for the cause. But I love this. I really allowing your heart to be open for display is probably one of the scariest things you could ever do, but so necessary for your growth as an individual. I love this whole mm-hmm. article about I'm afraid of being vulnerable. Oh, my gosh. Uh, such a powerful <laughs> message. Yeah. It's, it's at mm-hmm. AsiaJonesProductions.com. We have the Asia Jones on the phone. Makiba, you need to cry right for a moment. 
on, Makiba, you want to cry? Go ahead. Cry, cry us into the break. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh, my God. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll be back in a moment. It's Black Middle Matters. Well, we're back, and I finally got all my, my crying out, Makiba, because Asia's on the line with us from Asia Joe's Productions is Black Middle Matters. She's just so proud of her baby that had grown up to be uh, just uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Asia Jones, again, uh, you were telling us a story with the Spellman. And so you're, you're back in New York now, right? Yes. So right now I am in New York. I'm currently completing my master's program in mental health counseling. Okay. Wow. Congratulations. Right. Oh, my you. goodness. That's awesome. And as thank a, you, thank you. As a young person, I mean, do is there? We talk about this because one of our missions is to advocate for young people, more young people, to get into this field. And I know that's again why Makiba mm-hmm. is just so excited and everything. I mean, what would you say mm-hmm. to some of the young people out there? Uh, I mean, it, it, I already know the answer, but but talk about why this has been such a great journey for you. Um, you know, it's been a great journey for me for two main reasons. One, not only being able to obtain knowledge to speak about mental health in our community, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to have those resources, being able to have the information to spread it, but also it's helped myself a lot knowing, learning more about who I am, you know, going through the courses and finding out certain things like, oh, okay, yeah, so this, I do that sometimes, maybe that's because this happened to me when I was a kid, you know, or just having a better understanding of, oh, okay, maybe I do this because I'm trying to run away or I'm trying to cope with this issue. Mm. So, and it gives you like such a self-awareness and it makes you so self-aware. It's been helping me a lot. <laughs> so for those two things, those They've been my biggest takeaways, my absolute biggest takeaways, because also once you become more self-aware and you start Mm -hmm. picking up on certain things, you're still able to spread information for other people because they may be going through the same thing. Absolutely. And then that ripple effect of, you know, once you are healing, you are healing other people around you because you're not reacting from PTSD or that toxic environment that you internalized or something that's happened to you and now, you know, you're you're unconscious of how you're treating or how your behavior is affecting mm-hmm. other people. So this Absolutely. is so important. And what what I love about your career journey as a student, Asia, is I was just blown away by your intuitiveness because number one, Spelman is not an easy school. Mm. So I know that you are sitting there with your head under the books. And for you mm-hmm. to come through that and to now be in grad school and you are still sticking to it, you are getting ready to finish this program. What advice do you have for other students? Because this is the, the whole thing with this profession. This this profession draws people to it that have undergone mental health issues. So a lot of students that are interested in this, they're saying, oh, I want to be a psychologist or I want to have a profession or a career in mental health, but they're going through their own stuff and that's why they're interested in this. And then life is happening to them. They're not getting the support from the family that they thought that they'd have or they're dealing with their own depression or their own you know, general anxiety disorder or social anxiety or whatever it is. How do you encourage students to stick with this 
in spite of what they're going through academically and mentally. So what I would say is, especially for a college like Stoneman, one thing that I was always, I always tell myself whenever like I was going through something and, and still having to try to meet this cold eyed stone and trying to keep up with my grades, I would always tell myself, you know, sometimes being good enough is enough. Like you don't have to be perfect mm. because satisfaction is going to is going to completely drain you. While you're mm. dealing, with, while you have everything else on your back, while you have mental health on your back, while you have school on your back, but when you try to strive to be perfect for other people, saying like, yeah, I can handle all this at once, it's going to deplete you. Mm. So you have nothing left. Absolutely. So like sometimes good enough is enough, you know? Sometimes good enough is enough, no matter what right. anyone tells you. As long and that as has to be your own morning, metric. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And you can't. In the morning, if you still be proud of what you've of what you accomplished and what you've provided, that's okay. That is oh, absolutely it. okay. Vince, do you, do you understand why Asia Malaysia is phenomenal? <laughs> that little bit of knowledge, <laughs> that little bit of knowledge right there. <laughs> that's that's what self love and self care and yes. healing. That's that's the root of is not mm-hmm. being held accountable to other people's expectations of you because when you become aware of that that's where a lot of your healing with the stuff that you're going through begins especially when you think about the increasingly rising number of not just college students but people in general that are dealing with anxiety anxiety is now the number one mental health issue and it used to be depression Mm -hmm. but now it's anxiety and anxiety is right And, and, and especially in this Thing that we're going through now with the quarantine and Absolutely. you know people are concerned about their their jobs and you know returning back to school and can i afford this and mm-hmm. is this going to happen to me next week am, am i going to be able to pay right. exactly right right and and for people to just understand you got to take it day by day you yes. can't get up every morning with the expectation of okay how does somebody else see me or who am i comparing myself to but just the fact that you woke up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that needs to be the thing that you start with every day. And you, you used to write about that. I used to read all your blogs, Asians. What you know, I'm just I'm just the Asian Malaysia super fan. You used <laughs> to write about that. And I used to be like, oh my God, she's so self aware. You used to talk about the importance of not measuring yourself by other people's measuring stick or their expectations yes. because you will always come out last and you'll always feel bad about yourself. There's no win in that. There's none. There's absolutely, absolutely. none. And you so, see that a lot on college campuses too because, you know, you have some colleges, they expect students to be a certain way or yeah. you have to meet students from all different areas of the world and you have mm-hmm. to wonder, okay, well, am I good as, am I as successful or, or am I as smart as this student because this student went to this school or this student went to this neighborhood, I'm from somewhere different, am I as successful as them, am I as good as them? It's a never-ending game. It's like a never-ending toxic game. Well, no, it's, it's not, it, it doesn't end when you become uh, a graduate either, when you're out here in the exactly, real world exactly. as, a, as, a, as a dad, as a husband, as a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, you, you're always... 
And that's, again, I, I go back to that being vulnerable uh, uh, blog post that I read uh, from you. You know, once, I, so I'm going to be honest, I'm a little jealous, Asia. You all feeling all good about yourself. I'm over here tripping. Uh, but, 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 but it's so, it, it's so, I can just, uh, I, I can just feel through the phone lines here. I mean, as how good that can make you feel to just be, you know, just, uh, just yes, you're vulnerable. Yes, no, I wasn't able to do that. Or, or yes, I was able to do that. But whether you did or you didn't, uh, you're still okay. Everything's okay. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how Asia, from the very beginning, and I, I don't know if you know, but I noticed this, Asia, you had from the very beginning included PhD in your title. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, this is Asia. And you were speaking it into existence. You were going by somebody else's standard of, no, oh, you don't have a PhD yet. You can, yes, you can, you can put whatever you want to in your bio or in your name avatar mm-hmm. because that's your own metric that's your own self-measuring tool that you have to have for yourself and when you establish one for yourself that makes it harder for somebody else to establish one for you mm-hmm. absolutely like i remember there were a few days when i was thinking you know can i really get to a phd can i actually get into a program so whenever i saw the phd in my, in my name i'm like oh i'm like oh no that looks real, that looks real good next to my name yeah i could definitely yeah. do this absolutely I know Asia that you're using the knowledge uh, you know right now within your your, your peer groups I, I, uh, you know to, to help them I, I know you you know you don't you don't have the PhD yet but it's coming okay. but it's coming and uh, so I mean how mm-hmm. how is that for young people do are they uh, receptive to you because of the journey that you're going on or just to talk about that a little bit. I mean, young people, they seem mm-hmm. to be more receptive to uh, mental health assistance and therapy and things like that, and being woke mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. There's, um, from my observation, people have been very receptive. What I've been witnessing with my generation is my generation has been, from what I've been seeing, becoming a lot more open-minded towards mental health awareness mm-hmm. and advocacy. It's gone to a point where if I'm out with a group of girlfriends, someone comes in late and they say, oh, I was just coming up with my therapist. And then someone else goes, oh, you know? <laughs> oh, I just know. I love it. Wow. <laughs> it becomes a very comfortable, open conversation where compared to if I was in middle school and I came into the lunch table and said, yeah, I'm going to my therapist. Elbow Padua looked at me like, you go to a therapist? So, you know, it's like things are shifting. <laughs> Right. And I find it a lot of people becoming a lot more receptive towards that information. It's, it's beautiful to see. Oh, that's beautiful. It's that's beautiful. beautiful to see. Yes, yes. Now, speaking of, of support, Asia, I want us to also touch on, I mean, if you have time in this segment, but mm-hmm. the impact mm-hmm. of parents. I saw something that blew my mind a few months ago when I was doing something on social media. and We, we were having a discussion about advocacy and um, the importance of more black people getting into the mental health profession since there's this big disparity that we were just talking about. And then some psychology students, black psychology students were tweeting in response, hey, if you want us to stick with this career path, you've got, we have to start educating black parents on the importance of them being the ones to support this because a lot of students are really trying to, they might be the first generation to graduate Mm -hmm. from college. 
So all this pressure is on them. I've actually known students that have finished law school that have told their parents, hey, this is actually not what I was interested in, but I really was trying to make my family proud because this is where you all wanted to see me. How can black parents support you the student who is on this career path when in our mindset, doctor, lawyer, when we're thinking about sending our kids to college, oh, we paying all this money to send you to school, you need to make the family proud. How do you combat that with, hey, this is important to me and this is what I'm doing to make a difference, mom and dad? Right, right. I think a lot of it, like the first thing that will need to be explored is when it comes to mom and dad is, what is it about those other careers Ooh. that are so important, you know, to have that child follow it, you know? You know like, like, what's the driving force to really want this child to go to this career? Is it because of stability? You know, mm-hmm. is it because of, okay, our family, our past family line, they've had supposed low-income jobs, so having my child have this job could be a great successor. And, you know, sometimes it's not even selfish. It's more so like trying to protect your child, but trying to understand that core reason could unravel a lot. Hmm. That even wow. applies to uh, uh, McGee, you know, I'm a vocational uh, education advocate and worked, you know, with mm-hmm. Job Corps and things too. like that. Yes. I, and, and, and you know, it's hard to convince parents a lot of times that, hey, I mean, nothing wrong with Junior, but he's a little better with his hands than he is with his, um, you know, mathematical ability. So mm-hmm. why are you spending right. all that money to send him to that four year institution when he can go to this associate program and, and get his mm-hmm. your certification, begin work? And if he wants to go back to school after that, that's fine. Um, but but we need folks in this arena. And uh, Makiba will tell you, uh, you know, my folks, uh, Asia, are originally from New Orleans. And when Katrina hit that that that, that terrible travesty, there was yeah. I, there was no therapist, you know, for all those kids. Oh man, wow. Oh, when these uh, these things happen in our communities, there aren't therapists for these kids, you know, for what's happening. Yeah. So I'm taking my hat off to you again, uh, and I don't even have on a hat but I'm taking I'm taking it off Asia because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be the guy that we don't night. know that though we gonna, you, you see me through the radio you, you, you're gonna be the guiding light and uh, I'm just so proud mm-hmm. of you for uh, and Makiba for staying with you let's tell them uh, uh, how how folks can find you Asia we've got a little bit of time left uh, how can folks find you get in contact with you give them give them give them those uh, uh, handles if you will Yes, so everyone can find me on Instagram. My Twitter, my Instagram handle is Asia Jones Productions, and my official website is asiajonesproductions.com. My online store will hopefully be back open soon, and that link is asiajonesproductions.bigcartel.com. And my official Twitter page for the blog site is at asiajonesprod. And if anyone will be would like to talk to me further about wanting to apply to a graduate program focusing on mental health counseling or psychology, I would also be open to contacting or communicating with you all through my personal Twitter handle, which is Asia underscore Malaysia two A's. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, very. thank you so much, Asia. Thank you so much, Makiba, for uh, introducing the world to this phenom in the mental health uh, up and coming 
Dr. Asia yes. Jones, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed this interview. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We need more thank like you. Thank you, Asia. Yes, we need more like you. Yeah, we do. All right, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Stay safe, everyone. This is Black Middle Matters.